Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pod Save the King! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I am your host, Anne Bricker, and I can confirm I do have a special guest with me today, but I can also confirm it is not Meghan Markle. We are not the new home of her new adventures with podcasting. Um, after her Spotify podcast is um, is no bore by mutual agreement. Um, but Russell Myers is back, the Daily Mirror royal editor. Well, actually, he's king of royal things, but his new title is far too long and um, important to repeat it every week, and his head would get far too big for any crown that could be given to him. So, Russell, hello. Lovely uh, to see you. Uh, hello. I was quite excited then. I thought I was going to be the special guest, and then this was some sort of big, you know, new relationship we were going to have. Well, you're and, a special uh, guest every week. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, well, listen, if Meghan Markle does want any tips on podcasting, come to come to us, obviously. I mean, to be fair, oh. she her podcast did win some awards. We won an award yeah, as well. well we've so, won an know. award, you know. But, you know not being big-headed or anything, but we're, you know, we're doing <laughs> all right. Um, I mean... Yeah, just are we going straight in? We might well, as well go straight into the, the Spotify news. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of other exciting things to talk about. Grand outfits, big plans, all sorts of things to uh, to look at. What's been going on in the UK side of the world? But let's yeah, let's handle that big news from America first. And the end of you know, it was one of the big deals that Meghan and Harry signed. Um, it was meant to run for longer, but they probably won't be getting all of the money from it. And then there was a pretty brutal. Um, verdict from Bill Simmons, head of podcast innovation and monetization at Spotify, um, who made some pretty choice comments in his own podcast. I won't do swearing because we don't swear on this show, but he used a very bad word and then and called them grifters as well and said, uh, that's the podcast we should have launched with them. I've got to get drunk you, one you, night and tell the story of the Zoom I had with Harry to try and help him with a podcast idea. It's one of my best stories. So if you see that man, please buy him a drink so that we can hear it. Um, but also I did have to look up the word grifter because you get the sense it's not a very nice way to refer to people, but I would, was interested to hear what it actually means. So it's a person who engages in petty or small scale swindling. Is its uh, is its dictionary verdict? Yeah, I saw another. I had to look it up as well because it's become sort of in involved in the vocabulary of sort of I suppose royal people who are writing about royals because it's a label that has been chucked at Harry and Meghan. Yeah, somewhat unfairly, I think, and you see it a lot on social media. And I got the um, the uh, the interpretation as somebody who gets money dishonestly by tricking people. I mean, I don't think they've have they tricked anyone. I don't think they have. They've been pretty brutally honest. I mean, that, and it's it's one version of the truth, isn't it? So. I get, we, we hear this a lot, don't we? The, the, your truth. Um, I mean, I don't subscribe to that. Some, some, no, some no swearing. Thought, but, <laughs> no, yeah. And I mean, maybe you could do the sort of grifters. We should have got you to do it in your late Queen's voice. That would have been oh, quite fun. No. <laughs> we'll or maybe on my, my Charles voice. <laughs> that would have been well, quite funny. Anyway, I think that the fact that Bill Simmons has come out, and I thought, gosh, he must be a former, former disgruntled Spotify executive to come out and use such choice language. But no, he's still, 
head of podcasting and head of monetization at the at the, uh, the Spotify. So it's pretty brutal. And I and I think him coming out and saying, "Listen, you know, God, my meetings with Prince Harry, I'd love to tell you about them. They're, they're not they're not great for the old CV for both of them, are they? And what if they come back and say we've spent the money? I mean, they, they, they can't ask me. So it'd be nice well, to know yeah. what sort of um what deal that was because there's a lot of figures banded around i mean 18 million 25 30 million pounds or dollars i don't really know what it was but listen the 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 subject remains that her podcast was successful it got uh many awards as you say it was number one it was you know taking over joe rogan's podcast which they paid an exorbitant amount of money to to have the exclusive rights for and yet it's been it's been canned 13 episodes um I've said this before. Listen, I don't think I was the intended market, was I? You liked it. Of I, oh no, parts, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you I didn't, you didn't it. I was on maternity leave, and I was busy listening to nursery rhymes instead. That's well, you've you've saved yourself a job there. But let, I'll give you a sort of um, a rundown of it. I don't think I was the intended target. I think at some points it was pretty interesting. I liked the Serena Williams one. I think Megan spoke about herself too much. I think she tried to lace in her own personal experiences a bit too much. And of course, that isn't the job of, you know, an adept interviewer, is it? It's to let your subject explore their own um, their own life and, and, and their subject a bit more. So I, I just didn't hit the, hit the mark for me. But some people liked it and um, I'm sure they will find a platform for it. There are, she could do it herself. What, she could do it herself. It'll be interesting to see what they do next, anyway. So it's you know, it. I guess it's that um, the the reality maybe or things have kind of established and are they working? Are they not? And um, you know, crunch time on whether things continue. So we'll see. We'll see uh, mm. what what they get up to over there. But back to back to the UK. Back to today. Today we're recording on Wednesday, unusually, which means we can say Happy Birthday, Prince William. Um, it's his birthday today. A lovely picture shared uh, by the royal family of Char- of uh, William pinning something to Charles in a in a um, in some robes. And Chris Jackson on Getty shared that it was a a relaxed moment behind the scenes at the coronation rehearsal. So it did look it did look quite sweet. Um, I mean, everybody's been in a lot of exciting get up over the last few days. We had Royal Ascot, Garter Day, Trooping the Colour. All sorts of grandness going on. Ascot is, we've not seen William and Kate there yet. They're, um, they're not there today. We've just seen the carriage list, but the Tyndalls are enjoying their summer of fun again. Um, Edward and Edward and Sophie are there and the King and Queen are there as well. Although we hope they have to hope they have slightly better luck with the horses than they had yesterday. They didn't have any. Oh, no, yeah. It's on day one. These um, horse came fifth or something. Even though Frankie Story was riding it, so, you know. mm, terrible. Uh, I think we're going to see we're going to see uh, the Prince and Princess of Wales at some stage later on in the week. So watch out for that. But William um, and Kate, King were Queen... sorry, Russell, I should stop talking. Sorry, it's very rude. Well, we're going to see William and Kate later on in the week. The King and Queen have been there every day, and I think that they will be there every day right up until Saturday. We've seen the Tyndalls there as well, as you pointed out. Um, people have been getting involved in a lot of fancy dress. Um, well, it's not really fancy dress in terms of, you know, where you would get it from a fancy dress shop, I suppose. But <laughs> no the, one's arriving the garter, dressed as really the poo. 
the garter robes have been drawn out once again and a bit of controversy. We did, were we or were we not going to see Prince Andrew? He managed to get his robes on for the coronation, even though Buckingham Palace had sworn blind to me that he wouldn't be wearing them. And uh, I think controversially, he was allowed to wear them um, for the coronation, but was, you know, hand put to the side once again uh, during the Garter Day celebrations and procession yesterday, or on Monday, should I say, which is quite interesting because the late Queen had sort of given the um, the diktat that he wasn't allowed to wear them in the procession. He did go to the reception afterwards last year. I'm not too sure what he did this year. Nothing's been uh, confirmed by Buckingham Palace, but it tells you a little bit maybe that the King gave him an inch to to be involved in the coronation celebrations and uh, and the the ceremony, and yet he doesn't necessarily want to see him out and about with the rest of the family. So any sort of um, I suppose way back into the royal fold that Andrew was planning is has probably had that door firmly shut. I mean, he is still thinking that there is a way back for him, but. It's very, very hard to, to think about that. And I saw a story this week about the, the FBI had uh, had found some correspondence allegedly between um, the uh, Prince, uh, the Duke of York and Jeffrey Epstein, despite him saying in that Newsnight interview that he had cut all communication at the time that that photograph had come out. So be interesting to see what else comes out of that in due course. On a more um, mundane note, but actually quite grand note, there was um, there was something that, while King Charles has obviously taken on the role of sovereign, he didn't change his robes for Garter Day. So he decided he was going to stick with his old robe rather than upgrading to the sovereign's mantle, because that is like an extra long, extra heavy, extra velvet thing that would have required some pages to carry it about. So he went for the simple dress down look as the king in his big old uh, matching velvet robe with his with his queen alongside him. And when um, seeing the pictures of Kate and Sophie chat, chat, chatting away, it reminds me of, you know, the sort of now there's one person missing from that trio now, because you always just used to see the pair of them with Camilla. I remember, I think there was the Merry Wives of Windsor was the headline on it one time. And they always seem to be having a, a good time. But people were very much enjoying Kate's, Kate's eyes for William as he's walking down, um, strolling along and uh, looking quite loved up, lovingly over towards him. Well, that was a lovely picture from our Ian Vogler. He got that snap of, uh, you just see sort of the side of William's head, but you can make out it's him. And then Kate beaming as she sees him in the robes as she's waiting by the uh, by the, the door of St George's Chapel. Now, listen, I, I think that the, the robes thing is, again, a sustainability issue. Uh, I don't think he wanted necessarily to involve more pages. You didn't want a new robe made. There is definitely things that can be done to be a bit more thrifty. Um, and, and we've we've seen that. Again, in the coronation, we've seen it uh, uh, recently talking about what uh, Charles is going to do with the palaces. Are you going to open them up more? Is he going to try and bring more money in? And I think that regardless, we've got to get away from this whole, oh, this that's a king being drawn in a golden state carriage and living in palaces and castles. Listen, that isn't going to go away, is it? It's part of the history. It's part of what he is about. But he can try and turn the dial, as it were, as and when he can. And I think that is exactly what he's attempting to do. So we should applaud him for it where possible. 
Um, and Troop in the Collar all seemed to go off very well. And we got the full fly past, which was great. Um, Charles had a pretty lovely horse, which I think people were keeping a close eye on. And then a couple of things my husband commented on looking at the balcony. He said he spotted very clearly the moment that um, George said, that's the F-35s, when he got all excited about the fly past. My husband loves the planes. Um, and Is that what he said? Is that what he said? Yeah, Gosh, that's fair enough. Said, yeah. Um, and uh, there are, and he also commented on how the Queen always used to be quite um, quiet and just watch things. She didn't tend to engage in the conversations up on the balcony. But there was quite, it was a very chatty balcony, and Camilla and Charles were sort of chatting away quite a lot to each other. And obviously, that we, at the Mirror, we love to get a lip reader on the case, and um, other other places do as well. But anyway, apparently, Camilla managed you know she used the the sort of well-reported nickname that she has for Charles of Fred what do you think about the horse and to which Charles replied I don't know which is always a classic answer um and I love the idea of William just saying can you budge up talking to, talking to the kids <laughs> and Charles apologizing to, Char apologizing to Charlotte after hitting her on the head with his arm when waving oh sorry I didn't see you there <laughs> It's brilliant. And I think there no, was a, a moment when Sophie said it was like, oh, that's close. And I think I did exactly the same thing. There was two aeroplanes that didn't look like the kind of things that normally flew in formation together, like big sort of transportery types. And they they looked like they were remarkably close. But apparently, that you know, altitudes were different or some such. And it was all an optical illusion. Well, I think, you know, the chatting is always a little bit about a bit of nervousness. I and mean, these, these all these first things that are happening. Look, yeah, it's the first one without... Uh, the tripping the colour since the since the Queen passed away. Of course, she was there. She was there for um, Platinum Jubilee, and it's again a sort of a program of first, isn't it? This, this first year is going to be important because of all the things that are happening. Um, whether it's the coronation, whether it's the, the Windsor Hall show, whether it's the the um, tripping the colour and whatnot, and there's going to be an awful lot of those instances that people are interested to see if the what royals are there. Um, what reactions they have, and um, actually, you know, what it means to the to the king and queen, and, and how differently they're doing it. So, interestingly enough, I thought that uh, what was identified as Camilla and Kate during Troop in the Colour was their outfits, and previously that those the colonels of the regiments have worn military dress, but certainly that wasn't what they were going to do this year. However, certainly the the nods to the regiments that they are. Um, that they are now in charge of, of course, Kate wearing green because she's Colonel of the Irish Guards and Camilla, Colonel of the Grenadier Guards. And she had that incredible sort of um, bespoke, how would you describe it? I was going to say a tunic. It's not really a tunic, is it? But it's probably a, a blazer with lapels. And it was quite, it was a, a nod to the Grenadier Guards uniforms with this black Philip Tracy hat that she had as well. So, um, again, I, I, I think that these things are going well as they're going off we haven't seen anyone you know reinventing the wheel at the moment have we we've had a couple of big launches shall we say that we had a uh, kate's launch with the early years now we're having on the sort of eve really of, of williams kick off with homelessness which is going we'll to be very interesting yeah mm. um, before we move on to all of that i would like to share with you um some audio from one of our longtime listeners deb stratus she's um canadian and she was at Trooping the Colour on a visit over to the UK. And she has some top tips for Canadian listeners about how you can get involved with royal events and snag yourself some tickets. 
for such things. So Deb, thanks ever so much for the update and I hope you guys enjoy it. And then we'll be back with Russell to chat lots more. Hello, Anne and Russell. This is Deb from Canada. I just returned from a great trip to the UK. I was there about 10 days doing some research. I'm a writer. And uh, although I didn't really love the heat wave, I got to tell you that. But uh, one of the main events of my reason for coming was to see Trooping the Colour, which I did on the 17th. I had uh, gotten tickets through the uh, High Commission of Canada, through the Government of Canada. And uh, we have kind of like a lottery system here. I've actually tried uh, three times to get tickets, and this year I was successful. So if any of your listeners are Canadian and are interested, you can uh, submit for Trooping the Colour or Royal Garden Party, which I also was lucky enough to attend back in 2015. So you just need to go to the international.gc.ca website and then search on Royal Events in the UK, and you should be able to find the form. Usually they uh, open that up early in the new year and they'll tell you all the deadlines and stuff there, but it's well worth it. Uh, Trooping the Colour was amazing. Uh, It was just so cool to see all the different uh, branches of the military marching and the horses. Kate looked beautiful in a green dress and the kids were there waving. So it uh, it was quite an exciting event. I had my little purple fascinator and my purple dress all dressed up for the king and then of course we walked up the mall and saw the uh, everybody on the balcony which was also uh, pretty awesome william was there and the king and and uh, the queen and uh seeing the fly the flyby was really nice as well the uh, you know those those air aircraft are in perfect synchronicity and the cr uh, was just amazing and and the whole thing was just quite an amazing day so anyway just thought I'd pass that on to your listeners and love your podcast I listen to it every week and Anne it was great having a coffee with you while I was there and uh, pod save the king so thanks very much take care well, thanks again to Deb I really enjoyed hearing how much she had loved her big outing um we talked about homelessness Russell and William's big announcement I thought it was very interesting. So the Sunday Times um, like had a big interview on Sunday, the day after Trooping the Colour. And it was, you know, it was the front page feature, the big feature inside as well. The picture on the front was a, that lovely picture of Prince William with the kids. And it meant that Trooping the Colour was not on the front page. And actually Trooping the Colour was just kind of, you know, five nice pictures across the top of the spread on the Sunday Times. And I was like, right, there's two options here. Either Prince Prince Charles, I'm still calling him Prince Charles, King Charles will be happy about this because it demonstrates actually this is the royal family trying to be active, trying to bring change, trying to do really positive things for society as opposed to here's a load of royals dressed up in their glad rags again, don't they understand what real people's lives are like? Or he might be really miffed and it's like hang on a minute it's my birthday parade it has to be this weekend that you do this and I just thought it was quite interesting thinking about the um the conversation we were having last week about collaboration and how they all work together to bring things forward and we know there have been sort of you know we used to there used to be conspiracy theories in the past about you know Harry and Meghan always seem to be doing things the day that William and Kate were doing things and that, that sort of rivalry for positioning and prominence even within the royal family where theoretically there is a hierarchy and and pecking order so um before we get onto the meat of what William was talking about what did you make of what did you make of the timing and do you, have you you know do you think there's any disquiet about it or are they all happy what's the situation well so I mean the trooping was Saturday wasn't it and then you've got the Sunday papers I mean Sunday papers were 
uh, I mean, since Sunday Times obviously splashed on William. Um, I think, uh, listen, it goes without saying that there is rivalry between the uh, the households and they have to try and get their diaries in order. Sometimes that doesn't really work. Um, I think that this is a, it's a new dawn, isn't it? I, I would like to think that Charles would be um, on board with this programme because it is William taking over the Duchy of Cornwall and about his plans, his future plans of how he wants to use that land. Because I think it's something like 130,000 acres of land that could be used, as William said, for different purposes. I mean, the plans that I've seen for um, for this homelessness um, project, uh, it doesn't really look like that whole headline of William's going to turn uh, some of the land into social housing is going to happen yet. But I think what was important during that Sunday Times interview was that there is a willingness to do it. And I think that if we know anything, it's that the wheels turn very, very slowly when they're trying to get things off the ground. I mean, they keep talking about early years and that being her life's work. I mean, she's been doing it for 10, 11 years, they'll tell you. So that makes you think, well, if William is going to change homelessness, like he says he is, um, it's going to take quite a long time because this is such a complex issue and not only involves complex individual stories, but you've got laws and regulations and the councils who probably won't be able to find the money for it because they're in dire straits. So it will be very interesting once this is launched next week to see what is the actual meat and potatoes of the project rather than just a lot of buzzwords. And I, listen, we've all got to get behind it because I think, as William said, that when you looked at what the government did during COVID, surely that can be replicated. But again, like a lot of these things, it's a case of money. Um, and you look at the state of the NHS, and you look at the state of mental health provision that they have also been fighting on and talking about for 10 odd years now, then uh, it's going to be quite a tall order. But best of luck to him. We can only give it a, you know, a really positive you know, shows in the paper and get behind it and try and put pressure on governments and um, and local councils to try and make it work. Yeah, there's always this sort of the thing trotted out about like, you've got all of these palaces with loads of rooms in. Why don't you just open them up and have some have some people come and stay? Apparently, you gave an eloquent non-answer to uh, to why that wouldn't wouldn't be the case. But um, you know, building social housing and, and improving that is a will be interesting to see how he gets on and talking about you know Kate having done early years for sort of a decade already. I mean, William first went to a homeless shelter with his mum you know back in the early 90s I think so his his involvement or awareness of that has been going on for years and I think I thought um it was interesting hearing him speak how speak about he sounded quite comfortable in engaging with his children about it and talking with them about it and talking talking to people that he does see on the streets and not wanting to ignore them and I think you know like I think a lot of us probably do feel awkward and don't know how to deal with it. And I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's easier if you're the future king and there's a there's a certain shock factor possibly when you're starting those conversations. I don't know. Well, one of the quotes that I, I really struck me was when he, he said, when I left this morning, one of the things I was thinking was, when is the right time to bring George or Charlotte or Louis to a homeless organisation? I think when I can balance it with their schooling, they will definitely be exposed to it. On the school run, we talk about what we see. And then he goes into detail about 
you know, the, the, people's, uh, are the people, the children asking questions, why are they there, what's going on? And he said, I think it's the right thing to do to expose your children at the right stage and the right dialogue so they have an understanding. And of course, I mean, that, that they, they have to have an understanding of the incredible privilege that they have been born into. But that doesn't mean, and I think William does demonstrate this, and for, for, um, for, for what we know, that that is the central point of them trying to, both William and Kate, trying to give their children a grounded upbringing. That's why they've moved into it. Also, oh, that's why they've moved into a smaller um, cottage. I mean, it's still a very nice abode, isn't it? But it's not Windsor Castle. It's not Royal Lodge. It's not Kensington Palace. But to try and give them that air of normality before George becomes a teenager and starts potentially doing engagements, then, you know, Charlotte and Louis will be right behind him. And what what will life me mean for those children? What will the monarchy look like for those children? So he is trying to prepare his children in the best way possible. And I don't think you even need to be a parent to understand that. That, that yeah, he, he knows that he had a pretty not troubled upbringing. I mean, Harry would say that they did, but they, had, they, they lived in this bubble and he's trying to expose them into... A different side of life and society that they, they wouldn't necessarily get during his upbringing. And I'm sure his mother um, tried to do that for him. And that's what he's trying to, to replicate with his children. Um, it was a lovely picture that was shared. Another one of um, from by Millie Pilkington of William and Charlotte and Louis and George. And there's sort of two versions of it, one where they're looking at the camera and one they're a bit more looking at William. But I thought, I thought it was really nice, like they were less... I don't know, you know, the hair, the hair wasn't done. And uh, but Char George looked really different in sort of profile with his more mussed up hair rather than, you know, very much sort of tidied up and looking smart for trooping the colour or whatever. I thought it was a really lovely photo taken at Windsor and on a bench that was uh, marked the 90th birthday of the Queen. So nice um, sort of those mementos I mean there's, there's things for the Queen all around the country I, I'm looking forward to seeing what things have or haven't been erected um, to mark Charles's coronation as things go on so I always enjoy seeing um, different things around and about and try and snap them if I can so I thought that was lovely and it, it was quite poignant you know in various ways seeing the Father's Day pictures shared on the Royal Family account you'd got you know obviously Charles with his late father and Camilla with her late father and then a very very throwback picture of Charles and and the boys when they were teenagers really um with William and Harry and it's you know that is not a together moment there's not you know can't imagine most of us debate you know are we going to get home to see our dad for Father's Day or how are we going to mark it it probably wasn't a debate for Harry to have at all at the moment which is a sad thing mm. but hopefully he will have had a lovely day with his own children um one of the things, William, when he was on his homelessness visit last week, where I think I presume that interview happened, he'd got to play a bit of table football there and he was out playing table football again when he went to visit the Lionesses. Do you think he's going to end up in Australia, Russell? Have you got your passport ready? Are you going to go to the World Cup with him? No, I don't think he'll be at the World Cup. Uh, I think that they would love to be planning a trip to Down Under and the the uh, New Zealand and the islands as well, taking Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, that sort of, that sort of trip would be... Absolutely fantastic. I think the royal family are absolutely crying out for this. It needs to happen. I mean, 2018, the last time the, the royal family went down there with Harry and Meghan, of course, we've had Princess Anne over there. But it, you know, for all Princess Anne's 
um, incredible attributes, it isn't the glitz and the glamour that you get from having William and Kate there. I mean, could they take the children next spring? That is obviously another option as well. If Charles and Camilla go, which I think is important as well, I just can't see it. You know, I do. I speak to a lot of the Aussies um, a lot because I, I I do a lot of television out there. But the problem is that that the country is is kind of divided with the with the royal family. Um, there is a Republican movement, for intents and purposes, from the top. I mean, um, Anthony Albanese is saying that that is something that is on his agenda. That there is a minister for the Republic. It's ne not necessarily in the top of the in tray, but it's a conversation that that wants to uh, that needs to be had. And that, and with changing attitudes, if 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 the king and queen go over there and have sort of a couple of weeks trip is that going to satisfy the 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 monarchists out there and sort of quell the dissenting voices i don't think it will i think you've got to send your star strikers out to you know nail it in the uh not necessarily the 90th minute but it is definitely calling out for it oh yeah well good luck to the lionesses when they head over i thought it was, it was really nice for william doing his sort of little little speech in the uh in the canteen for uh, Serena Weaveman getting her honorary CB, I think it was, for uh, victory, victory last summer. So good luck to the Lionesses again. Um, so that was that was his big engagement yesterday. And Kate was at the reopening of the National Portrait Gallery, which looked like a lovely, lovely event and um, big, exciting new doors. And uh, it's, I really love the Portrait Gallery and I'm very excited that that is going to be opening up again. Um, and uh, also, I think Kate's visit to the Riversleaf Park Children's Centre in Nuneaton last week when, with the burpy baby, again, as part of her early years thing, um, shining a bit of a spotlight on the work of health visitors. And that visit got the full Will War video treatment. So the, the guy, the videographer who put together that um, that film behind the scenes of the coronation weekend, I thought it was really interesting that he was involved in, um, in that one as well. And I guess shows sort of the level of effort that is going into that project and um you know sort of really lifting it up and trying to make it bigger and like really professional i guess um what have you made of their visits over the last week russ well again i think that they're super busy um you can't fault them they're out quite a lot and they're definitely working on big these bigger projects which are taking up quite a lot of their time but i don't think we're gonna see anything which is like gonna shape the mold really it's I, I really want to see a tour i think if it was it was good there was an autumn tour in the offering you know i'm not hearing that there is going to be any unfortunately um whether we get the king and queen out in the autumn remains to be seen i think that is something they're working through again it's it, it's this first year is so tricky isn't it because you've got a year of first there's an awful lot of plan, planning for the future but if it was me i'd be saying hit the ground running really capitalize on the the um the crest of that wave that you were riding and uh, we haven't seen that i think that we've seen decent enough visits we haven't seen any big tours or um plans and then we had the issue of the king going to france and that was that couldn't happen because of the protest so germany was a success and i think that they should have capitalized on it but you know that's why I'm this side of the fence, perhaps. Russell's passport is burning a hole in his pocket. He wants to get it, get it out and go on some adventures with the with the royal. So, what are there particular things that we do know that are coming up that we can look forward to? We've obviously got the rest of Royal Ascot, and um, 
months. There's a while yet before their summer holidays and the summer break. Windrush Portrait well, again, released tomorrow. Today, I think it's going to be time continuum. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what is in this homelessness release. So let's wait and see. I think it's a great project. It's really ambitious. It's definitely got a lot of buzzwords to sort of sift through. But once you get down to what the plan is, they're bringing all these different organisations together. And you can imagine what sort of uh, conversations have been had behind the scenes. So Monday is the release for that. So watch out. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. And we find out the name because the name was not allowed to be mentioned in the interview last year. Oh, no. That was good quite job if I didn't mention the name then, isn't it? Because I know the name, but I will keep it a secret. <laughs> well done. Well done. Good job. Unless you've inadvertently thrown it in in some Easter egg fashion. No, he hasn't. Otherwise, <laughs> he'd have done his embarrassed face at the stage. But, um, Russell, it's been great to catch up with you and lovely to run back through the week's news and pictures and exciting moments and things that people have been saying either on podcasts or on balconies being read by lip readers and such like. Um, listeners, it's been great to have you with us as ever. Do, um, do keep in touch and let us know what you make of things in Royal Land and things that you'd like us to look at. You can find us at Podsave on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time. Podsave the King!